Hello, Hello there. What's going on? What's going on? We are back, man. They can't keep two good brothers down. What's going on? We are back with the Wire to Wire podcast on the Wire to Wire Sports. What's going on, guys? We're back. Uh, we are on the Wire to Wire Sports. Tell yeah, them, DeMarco. This yeah, is little, Maurice. Yeah, this is the, my guy Maurice Boykin. My name yeah. DeMarco Moultrie. You know what I'm saying? That we was see a both brief intermission. Like yeah, you know but what I'm saying? But we are back. A little technical and, uh, difficulties. You know, we, we left off on a lot of NFL. Week one was jumbo. Uh, we're going to to what we think about first on a side note um i feel like we have to mention serena if we're going to call ourselves a sports podcast yeah we have to address her. it it's one of the biggest stories that's been in the news cycle for the past five six days so kind of bringing up yeah. to get, uh, people are some you know the, the real opinion our real appealing opinions on it so what do you, first what do you think all, about it i don't think i just don't want first i don't think it was racist because um, sometimes if you just can look at what happened even though it may seem like overall things like that happen to black people right no I definitely feel like the I, rules like, like the way the way it was explained and the way it came out it may not have been fair it may have been sexist because I've seen men do what, the, what she got in trouble for and and men don't really get in trouble for it like she did a game penalty, which in tennis is an, is 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 what they go back and forth all back and forth about just to get one game. So to, to take one of those away is to is to really derail someone's chances to win, especially if they come from behind like she was. So yeah, it's sexist, just one of those yes. things where I feel like. When I when I first saw the video and everything like that, I kind of, I, I I will admit I at first when I first seen the video, I was kind of like how everybody else was like, oh that's racist, how to go do that, you know, just keep a black woman down. I definitely was in that. I think as an initial reaction after I talked with my guy Maurice, we talked about it a little bit. He swayed me to kind of uh, from that point of it being racist and more like sexist. I feel like we kind of sat and like thought about it. And, like, talked about it. Because at first, it would just look bad. Because, you know, Serena, they, they're already, I feel like they're already very racist towards her in general with those drug tests and, like, other things like that. So, True. immediately, when I see something like that, I'm like, okay, I'm, the first thing in my mind is racism. But after we kind of discussed it, you kind of brought me over to the side of, nah, it's definitely more sexism than anything. Because we don't want to paint everything with a broad stroke as far as, like, just calling everything racism. Because at that point, it's just, like, it kind of takes the pow- that power away from it. But it kind of is just, like... Yeah, not makes it that just diminishes what actually happened because that means right. that 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 would be like if she had done nothing and all of a sudden she just got a game penalty taken away and yeah it was within the rules but really the guy over enforced in this case the guy enforced the rules to the to, to the book but he, he over punished which in this case is a result of you know, a woman who is a dominant athlete mm. who is on the court challenging him constantly, challenging him in front of everyone, making him demand to give her an apology. I'm sorry, he's, she's demanding him to give her an apology, which she has the right to, which she should be doing because she's getting cheated in the whole first place, right? The whole the whole rules of it are, are effed up. That's one thing. The whole reason why they're even in this mess is because he docked her for coaching when she wasn't receiving or which she claims she wasn't receiving, right? Right. So as you proceed and you banter someone who is supposed to be officiating this and playing by the rules, eventually they just pull their power card and ruin the whole tennis match, which is exactly what happened. Yeah, and the whole, the umps want to put on strike. They're thinking about not even... Like come in to do like boycott matches. You can get out of here with that. You're a grown man. Like, like, nobody notices you until you do something stupid. So that's what happens. Like no one should know who you are. Like you should be silent and you shouldn't. You shouldn't be affecting the outcome of games in negative ways to the point where we're like, oh, okay. It's just like in a baseball. You don't know any umpire until they blow the perfect game. You know. Precisely. Like I just, I just feel like you just you, your job. You're a referee. Like you're gonna get. Like it, people are going to get in your face. You're deciding very high. But tennis is a different culture, game. though. So people like people get in your face is not okay in tennis, right? But that's 
neither here nor there, like, you know, but all, all in all, it just was a bad look for the for the whole for the whole tournament to end up like that because Osaka was a worthy champion. She was whooping ass before, excuse me, language. You know, she was definitely gonna, probably going to win that match. But now it's just, you know, it's overshadowed by really nonsense. Yeah, it's just been overshadowed by her because even it was sad to see her moment kind of get diminished because of the whole controversy that happened. But definitely salute to her. She should um, be back, though. So hopefully we see her again. It's a, in a spotlight. Yeah, she'll definitely when, have more moments. Yeah. yeah, she's definitely able to have, she'll more, have more shine. Hopefully in the future. Yeah, uh, I think I think overall this whole incident was just a result of continue like the frustration that Serena feels that she's just getting so much like hate in the sport that she's like just dominating and then like I I think just over time because like, she said like she's been like she's always like getting called a certain way she feels like she's been treated differently from other players and I feel like this just kind of blew over because she's been um she's addressed it before but she hasn't been like as vocal as she was in this last incident I feel like that was just a culmination of like just all like just uh not anger but just kind of like frustration with just the situation and how she's been treated especially with these drug tests but she's been um She's been holding together like pretty well as far as like overall. Because if it was me, I would probably want to went on a couple Twitter <laughs> rants by now, or I, I don't know because they they be doing her dirty, especially with all those drug tests. Like I yeah. already been sick, but salute to Serena. She's the goat in general, not even woman athlete, but just definitely one of the goat athletes of all time. So definitely salute to her. Yes, sir. Um, one thing to look forward to is uh, is more football. And, yeah, never can um, get enough of that. And there's the slate that starts on Thursday, um, Bengals-Ravens. I don't really have a lot of stake in that game. That's a divisional matchup. Um, yeah, though that, that those mm-hmm. AFC North games are always back and forth. They're always tough. It's hard to predict the winner because they always show out for each other. Yeah, so if I couldn't really predict the winner, I would say that the winner of that game should be should be something to fear in that in that division or in that whole conference, to be honest, because they're both sitting at one and zero, and you know the Ravens beat the crap out of Buffalo, and the, Bang- the I'm sorry, the Colts beat the Bengals. I'm sorry, Bengals beat the Colts. So when they match up, it's going to be two good teams. I, I like to see who comes out there. Yeah, this would be an interesting matchup. If you had to pick a winner, who do you think you would choose? Probably the Ravens. Ravens are better on defense to me. Yeah, honestly, I feel like the way that the Ravens offense, it looks way different than it was um, a couple of years ago. These last uh, three years that Flacco's played have been really cock-eyed, for, for the lack of a better word. Like, he's been playing really bad. These and last please, of before you even go any further, explain what caca is to the people. It's just trash, basura, okay. you know what I'm saying? It's just garbage, you know like uh, yeah, it, it, it could be different terms that me and Maurice has throughout this show. You guys will pick them up the more and more we use them. So, um, yeah, but the offense looked really good. I like the side of John Brown. He's a really good yeah, prospect. He really good. He, former uh, Cardinal. He looked like he had some promise when he was over there. So, in fresh start with a new quarterback. Hopefully, he gets off on Thursday. Um, I like Willie Sneed, former Saint. Also a good signing that they had too. So the offense just looks a lot better. Alex Collins is kind of like that established starter now. He's kind of f- figured out his role. So it would be interesting to see how that offense goes against that stout uh, Bengals defense that now has Geno Atkins paid up. So he's ready to ball. So it's going to be interesting. Yes, sir. Um, and then we get more divisional. Cart. I'm sorry, uh, Carolina Panthers and the Falcons play in Atlanta. Um, Cam's from Atlanta. I like the right. Panthers in that one. Right down the street. Um, mm-hmm. I In that game, I would probably – I'm going to have to pick the Falcons only because I feel like this is a must win for them. It's really early to say that in week two, but I feel like after that um, loss and how they kind of went you know out what? the Eagles, You're I right, feel because, like – You know, we're going in there week three, and they're not going to be able to be 0-3, so they got to beat the, they got to beat the Panthers. Yeah, they yeah. definitely can't be. Yeah, they definitely can't go uh, go zero three. So they're gonna have to either. I feel like this one is gonna be more important than getting that first Saints W. Even though the Saints are being a rival, I the, feel like just for the momentum overall. Overall, the Falcons match up well versus the Panthers. Not in terms of 
on field what results, but in terms of depth chart matchup, mm-hmm. the Falcons match up well offensively versus their defense because they spread it out more and they have more side to side than they do, um, you know, trenches offense. Uh, right. And the Panthers kill you in the trenches. You saw what they did to Zeke and the Cowboys, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, Falcons are going to come more at you, you know, shotgun sets spread out, you know, um, some flat routes, things like that. So, and then Julio over top, Julio kills them. So, yeah. Julio, you know, Julio absolutely murders them. Um, so, um, we have to see what Cam does to, to combat. I think it'll be like a, a mid twenties kind of scoring game, maybe a little mm-hmm. lower. I don't believe in times offense like that. I also don't believe in the Carolina offense like that. So, I would say seventeen twenty. Atlanta. Yeah, I would agree with I would agree with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and say Atlanta going into that at home in the new stadium. I feel like they'll go ahead and uh, secure that home field uh, W for the second week of the uh, season. Stay um, divisional. I'm sorry, stay divisional. Yeah, Minnesota, Green Bay. Tough. It, it, honestly, this it just all depends if Aaron Rodgers plays first and foremost. Playing. He's playing. Yeah. He's playing. You think he's playing? Yep. And Aaron Rodgers is going to play. I, I mean, if, he does, I, if, he, if he doesn't play, we don't talk about this game. You know, it's a wash. Vikings wash them. That's very you know real. I mean? So, like, so, yeah. okay, let's say hypothetically, let's say, yeah, he's, he is playing. Um, I don't know how healthy he is, per se, but. Did you see how healthy he looked and how good the Bears defense is, too, and how he shredded them on one leg? You know, I do like the Bears' defense a lot, but the Vikings' defense is different, though. It's definitely a different defense from the Bears. But I feel like it's more veterans. Speaking of Vikings' defense, Xavier Rhodes, at his own mouth, listed Aaron Rodgers as the best player in that division, right, by far. And right. he said Aaron Rodgers was throwing curveballs, balls mm-hmm. that are, are going right, coming back left for touchdowns. You see what I'm saying? So, right. no, no one – is going to be able to outdo a quarterback like that, no matter how good the defense is. Now, it can happen from time to time, but that short run, long run, the quarterback's going to win every time. I feel like in this game, their lack of a running game is going to be more exposed than versus the Bears. Yep. But the but you can't run the Vikings anyway. Yeah, definitely. So you, you definitely have to win by throwing it, which is tough. Now, Vikings are tough as shit now. Excuse my language. Vikings are tough. They oh, yeah, are yeah, we can do it the more. toughest – Team in NFC to me in terms of them and Philly are the toughest teams in NFC in terms of mental fortitude and and defense in terms of you know run game and and versatility all around just tough team like when you think about team like oh my god they are tough mm. I can tell to mind as a oh my god that team is tough don't mm. want to see them you know the Rams are tough Eagles are tough. You know, no, yeah, no, I definitely would agree with that. I'm really just a fan of their secondary. Um, Harrison Smith, my boy, I love him at the safety spot. Sadejo at the other safety position, Trey Waynes, um, Xavier Rhodes, my guy, definitely one of the better corners in the league as well, too. So, I, I really like how that secondary um matches up, but we'll see though. But yeah, uh, me, Vikings, Maurice Packers. So, we'll see, we'll talk about it. After, well, uh, way too slate, I, I don't know. Let me see who's at home. Because that makes uh, a difference. Pack, pack, Packers are at home. Oh, yeah, I'm going Pack. You going Pack? I'm gonna yeah. Go, I'm going go to go with my boy Kirk Cousins Lambeau. going in there. I'm going to go with my boy Kirk Cousins going in there and stealing the no, early, early W. Yeah, they're going to have to see what they have to really about at Kirk Cousins. All right. Because I'm going to tell you something now. Lambeau Field is, is different if you haven't been there before, you know, as a mm-hmm. member of an NFC divisional opponent, you know, right? is going to be loud in there. No, absolutely, yeah. They're definitely going to come with it. All those fans of Green Bay are definitely going to come with all the energy, ready to uh, boo the Vikings, absolutely. Another interesting game that normally, uh, you know, would seem like it will be a little more high profile, but under the radar is Kansas City-Pittsburgh. Um, that's, right. that's a tough one because Pittsburgh is, you know, Oh, oh, one and one with the tie, and Kansas City's one and zero. Oh. Uh, 
I do believe Pittsburgh's at home here. Do they get the comeback and and land on their feet? Um, this is this is definitely a toss up. I feel like I feel like any one of these teams could get the win. I'm gonna go with the Steelers only because they are at home. And I feel like they definitely are trying to get that first win of the season, especially tying with the Browns at home. I think they want to show their fans that they are destined for a Super Bowl run. So I think they prove it in this week two matchup against the Chiefs. Now the Chiefs Big are going ben to be a tough out. Has to play better. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the Kansas City secondary isn't as strong as it has been in recent years, especially. Orlando Scandrick has been toasted. Like, yeah, really bad. And Big Ben is is. Um, when he's playing like lesser secondaries, he's definitely can get you for those big 400, 500 yard throwing games. So I definitely, I think the Steelers get it done. And if James Conner does what he did last week, then he, yeah, the Steelers will be fine. I feel like they should get a good W. I like matchup. the Kansas City pass rush mm-hmm. on Big Ben first and foremost, right? I like their pass rush. That's something I think that Big Ben likes to hang in the pocket. So I think they'll be able to get to him, right? Right. Um, and that's the first thing. I think they're going to pull up points like they did last week because the Pittsburgh defense doesn't seem like they can stop a Tyreek Hill led offense. You know, the way Jarvis Landry went off, I just love to see how Tyreek, how Tyreek Hill does. You know what I mean? I, I want to see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely big game potential in that matchup for Tyreek Hill. Cause those corners aren't too different. You know, it's going to be Travis Kelsey. Are they going to be able to use him anymore still? Because they didn't use him at all in that first game. Or if they did use him, it wasn't targeted um, as much. So I want to see what his role is like versus the uh, Steelers. If Pat Mahomes is going to go to him like like Alex Smith did. Because if not, yeah. then you look for other people to step up um, in that offense like the Anthony Thomas, who normally he wouldn't really talk a lot about, but does seem to get a lot of burn in that system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now Mahomes, him being able to get that road victory against the um, Martina Chargers last week, that was definitely something that – Back on road too, huh? Yeah, yeah, back on the road. So Across the country was... again from – so you're going from L.A. to Pittsburgh. That's across the country road matchup right there, you know? Yeah. If, if that kid comes out of there 2-0, that's impressive. Yeah, Even no, though definitely. it's just 2-0 now, that in itself is not impressive. But 2-0, 2 victories across the country, yeah, that's impressive. Future yeah, I'll, I'll be very impressed. And I think Andy Reid will have him ready to play, so that matchup will be interesting. So who do you have for your – Kansas City. Pick Kansas, Kansas City, City, I, I think probably. they're just a better, more well-rounded team right now I, without I, I, Le'Veon. Yeah, no, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like Pittsburgh should get that W, and I feel like they have to show their fans that they can win without Le'Veon just to calm down the fan base. So, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, Steel curtain in that matchup. Right, this, this one's exciting me. Uh, this one has more trash talk based off of media correspondence than I've ever seen, and it's Jacksonville, New England. It's nothing but. It's nothing but reading between the lines, buddy. People are saying stuff and. Is being interpreted as talking shit back and forth, you know, especially Ramsey and um, and you know the Patriots don't really talk a lot of smack, but they're talking more than they ever have, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. My boy, shout out to my boy Jalen Ramsey. Uh, shout out to Murphy's Bro, trying to see. Uh, he, he goes to work like he he doesn't he he backs up what he talks. I love athletes who can talk trash and back it up. Um, How do you feel he'll do on Bron? I mean, on on Gronk. It, it's gonna. Uh, he he did fairly uh, well against him last year in the uh, playoffs. I feel like he'll do pretty well. I feel like he's up for the challenge. I feel like he's been circling this on his calendar the whole summer. So I feel like he's out for revenge, especially to avenge that AFC Championship loss. Because I think a year older, a year wiser. I think that defense has something to prove. Now I hope they, I hope they don't just stick him on Gronk because I have Gronk in a fantasy league that I depend on. <laughs> I think so I need around. something else. Yeah, I, I would need Grunt to get get off on somebody because I do think Jalen will lock him up because Jalen's that kind of good guy. Mm. You know, he's he's that kind of good man. He can if he sets his goal to lock you up. Now I don't know what happened last week with OBJ, but he, he's probably not a lot of team gonna lock you up. So um, in that matchup, 
I see the home team as Jacksonville. Yeah, no, I, I feel, I feel, I feel like that doesn't bother too much to me. Yeah, as far uh, as like the, yeah, that doesn't really yeah. make decision at all because Tom Brady on the road. That may make Blake Bortles play better though. Yeah, it, honestly, this game is just gonna come down to what Blake Bortles does. I think Blake Bortles is the most important player in this uh, matchup because if he's um, if he's moving the ball and if he's dealing, then they'll be able to actually win this game. If he's not. If he's I don't think Leonard that's going to play, is he? Um, I don't. I don't think so. It's, eh, it's If I'm the Jaguars, it's like, why was you? If you because if you're the Jaguars, you're thinking, okay, we could probably make the uh, Super Bowl this year. Um, you would want to just hold off on Leonard Fournette because you TJ Yeldon. Okay. He could carry the load for a game. He for carried sure. the load for a game, definitely. I feel like mm-hmm. it, it'll be running back by committee with Jacksonville, but. I think given being able to let uh, Fournette rest and get ready for like the rest of the season is going to be more important than trying to win this uh, regular season matchup against the Patriots, though. But even though I'm pretty sure he wants to play, because I definitely think he wants to get some of that payback from last year too. But I think they'll go ahead and set him out and yell in, and that offense will try to figure it out what they can do. Um. So who you got? I'm going to go in this matchup. Honestly, I'm going to go even though I feel like the. Jaguars defense is going to be super amped for this game, and I feel like they have something to prove. I'm going to go uh, New England. I feel like they're going to play each other again in the playoffs, and I feel like at that time, Jacksonville is going to be ready for them. Um, Jacksonville's offense did not look hot uh, versus the Giants, and I think Belichick's going to scheme against it without Leonard. Um, I got to go Patriots on yeah, this one. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go but, but I too. do think the Jags D is going to be good in terms of limiting the explosiveness from the Patriots. They'll, yeah. they'll have to, it'll be a grinder still, I think. How many points sure. do you think uh, Jacksonville has to put up for them to win this game, the secure win? 24. 24? And they're not getting that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I say somewhere like the mid-20s, they have to yeah. score for them to be comfortable. I do see the Patriots limits and Dak with like 16 or less. Yeah, like 16 being the most. Yeah, when you look at this Patriots uh, offense on paper, you're just like, how are, how are they going to score against this defense? But, I mean, Tom Brady always finds a way. Yeah, that I don't worry about because at some point you realize that somebody's going to get open because the football feels bigger than 11 men, you know, so somebody's going to get open right. at some point and Tom Brady gets the ball out quick. So that, that that's some point maybe an instant – within three seconds of the play, you know, mm-hmm. but he's going to find that instant and he's going to connect. It's going to be annoying and you won't be able to do anything about it and he'll be, you. and they win. And they win to, and they win on Sunday, probably be two and oh. All right, cool. So yeah, we both got Patriots in that Patriots Jacksonville game. Um, who do you like in this Houston Texans, Tennessee Titans matchup? Going Houston. Back to the division? I don't, I looked at t- Tennessee I picked them versus the Dolphins last week. That's where I was wrong. They did not look like a new offensive team. I needed them to look better on offense, and they didn't. Um, and so I don't want to bash the Titans because they look good on special teams. You know, they lost Mariota, so who knows what really could have happened. But overall, man, they still didn't impress me. But that's the first week one they had so many delays in that game. I was just about to say, yeah, that game was so stop, start, stop, start. It was kind of exactly. I don't want to, I don't want to judge them off that game, but that's all I got, you know. Mm -hmm. And Tennessee, I mean, Houston didn't look look equally as flat, you know, in their game, and they have half the excuses that Tennessee does. You know, they their quarterback didn't get hurt, they didn't have any delays, they just didn't play good versus the Patriots. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I would definitely agree yeah. with that. I um, I it, well, first off, I don't know if Mariota is playing for sure or not. I he's, think he's gonna play. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's gonna play. Yeah, he's gonna play. Yeah. Um, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and assume he does play. I do like the Titans' offense. I think I have it another week to kind of figure out everything and kind of. They used Derrick Henry last week. Yeah, they they really. Well, I was surprised how much they used Deion Lewis versus Derrick Henry. I thought Derrick. I wasn't Henry surprised did. by the usage, but I was surprised by like, okay, yeah, the usage. Yeah, I'm not surprised that they gave Deion some work because Deion's boss. Like he's right, good. right. 
Yeah, but I figured it was I'm surprised by the lack of work for Derek. You know, yeah, especially exactly. when Mariota gets out. I'm thinking, okay, they're going to be running the ball like two out of three plays, you know. But, you know, Derek's still not productive there. Um, he's going to have to get, look for a bounce back. Tennessee needs their offensive line to be good for them to be good. So, right. well, you know, nobody, I think Houston, that's, I think that's going to be Houston's biggest weakness right now is their offensive line. That meant Deshaun Watson could not stay off his back in that week one matchup. And you don't want to be running around all day. That's how you got hurt the first time, you know. So, you, so you probably just would rather, you know, sit in the pocket. But like you said, that opens up to so many things like, like uh, inside pressures and and you really limit yourself from escaping escaping rush. But you know, if your offensive line is terrible, like you said, the Texans is, you have even less time to escape the rush because it's coming there quicker. Right, exactly. And that uh, Tennessee front seven is pretty stout. They have some good pieces on that offensive, I mean, that defensive line. So I think it'll be a pretty good matchup. I'm going to go Tennessee. I'm going to go for the home team. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pick Tennessee to win this matchup. I think they're. I'll go Houston. I'm going to get right. Yeah. Yeah. I think as long as Mariota plays well, I think he's going to be in a good position to win that game. I don't think it matters if Mariota plays. Uh, I, like, I like Houston. Who do you, who do you who do you like in this Indianapolis uh, Washington? Simply Washington. Um, they just look better. They look really good um, in terms of a balanced ball club. Someone that like that team understood each other at a very young time, and a lot of new pieces like AP and Alex Smith and Paul Richardson. You know they got a lot of new pieces on offense. Jordan Reed's back. You know, mm-hmm. um, and Alex, and Alex is using him. I'm like. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey getting um not a lot of use in Kansas City. Uh but but yeah, Jordan Reed looking good. The Redskins are looking good. We yeah, it helps that they play they play the Cardinals who right now look like um uh a team that's a net zero, like they just don't make any any movers or shakers on that team. So I like I like the you you brought up a good point. They do have a lot of new pieces on that offense. Fortunately for Jay Gruden, their head coach, a lot of those players are veterans that have been in this league for a long time. So yeah, they're, they're lucky to have Alex Smith. They should be happy to have him. Yeah, he he kind of um, sets the tone as far as the offense. He's a very even keel guy, so he keeps everything on the uh, straight and narrow as far as like making sure the offense is on schedule and that everything's that uh, not game that general not that game manager. But he's definitely played more than this, that specific phrase. I think but, AP's going to run all over the Colts. Uh, yeah, I, think, I, I can definitely see that. AP still got a little bit of the tank. AP still exactly. tank. I mean, Andrew Luck's going to do his thing, of course. Right. The the Redskins DBs aren't, aren't you know, Holy Grail or anything. But I, I don't think Andrew Luck by himself is enough, especially with no running game. Um Redskins D line is not bad. They'll get to you. Um, yeah, I feel like the veteran team, the more veteran team at home with the uh, more consistent coach, the more tenured coach. I think that's just a combination for a W. So yeah. I'm gonna pick the uh, Redskins as well um, in that matchup. interesting game to me as well. So welcome to Redskins there. Um, another another couple of divisionals quickly on the Giants Dallas. I don't want to go too deep into it because ja- I don't want to bore myself with Dallas talk. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm picking the Giants. I'm picking the Giants too. I'm not, yeah. you know. Gi- well, just give me Saquon and Odell in Jerry World. I don't care. I want them. Yeah, I don't care. Dak has to yeah, Dak at this point has to show me what he's got at this point. Um especially he- because that defense doesn't seem to be too bad. So it's like, you know, this is one of those years where their defensive line looks like they're going to be getting to the quarterback too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, okay, funny Dallas finally got a good defense and your offense ain't right. Yeah, it, it's, just, it's just the everlasting just curse with the cow with the Cowboys. I, I I feel like they need to not be America's team anymore. They haven't been to they haven't done it's one early. playoff game in so they long. They had expectations this year. They may be good. I'm not ruling them out at all. What I'm saying is, for this game, I got Giants. Hope for me on. It's a Sunday night game, too. Sunday night. So, you tuning in? I know you are. 
Oh yeah, definitely tuning into that. Um, before the season, I had the Cowboys not even making the playoffs. Even oh, me either. The yeah, they're not making the playoffs. <laughs> NFC stacked like Jenga. Like they're not, they ain't making the <laughs> yeah. playoffs, bro. That's they're not built like that. Yeah. That's yeah, I think, o- I think Odell's going to be dancing all over them on Sunday night all national right. TV. Um, a couple more. Um, second before last, Oakland, Denver. And I say Oakland because I say Oakland like that. Oakland. Um, <laughs> um, honestly, two, two division uh, rivals. Um, in this matchup, I, 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 I'm going to say Broncos. I feel like – Broncos at home, yeah. I like I like their I like their coach. I think he always has a pretty good game plan, especially when they're at home. And then Case had I, three picks versus Seattle. People forget that. He played well, but he also had three picks. Yeah, I feel I feel like that Seattle's defense is not even though they're not as they're not the Legion of Boom or how good as they were before. Well that secondary still got some life in it. So. Yeah, and they're way better than um Raiders defense. Yeah, and, and then that Seahawks defense is definitely better than the Raiders defense. John Gruden uh, has some work to do. He's definitely got some work to do. Honestly, as far as the Raiders go, I feel like it wouldn't be too far of a stretch if Derek Carr doesn't perform any better. I can see John Gruden pulling the plug and going and draft, trying to go draft his guy maybe next year or two years down from now. Nah, if, you, you've already paid Derek. Sorry, bud. Uh, that's one of those things where you are going to have to either ride or die. Like, look. Now with that guy. They paid him. Or, but they, but it's, unless you can draft like a third rounder and he'd be good. Yeah, I feel like the check won't really matter too much because, I mean, they can still waive him to get that money off the books. They'd still have to eat it, but, I mean, they got money. They're, they're going to be in Vegas, so that won't yeah. be too bad right. of a situation. You know, but I, I won't put it past them because this is the NFL. I've seen some, some slime ball suckle down this league. Yeah. It, but for the ball game, neither defense is as good as they used to be. Both offenses seem to be um, trending – in a more explosive way than before. So that's good. But Seattle can be missing Doug Baldwin. I like Denver. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oakland. I don't know. That was last week in my head. Oh, no, you're good. Um, yeah. I'm going to splice that. I got, I, got, I got Denver in there. Uh, I like their receivers. Like Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, now that he actually has a uh, functional quarterback. He's actually getting back to his rare form. So I'm gonna. I'm, I like Bronco, and I, I also like their running game. It's 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 not at full uh, capacity right now as far as like efficiency goes. But I do think that over over time they're going to get more experience a lot better. They have a lot of young guys in that backfield, so I think they'll be uh, good as the season goes on. Yeah, um, uh, Raiders very veteran team. Having to go on the road and play in my house, it should be used to. But um, Denver just looked like they had a little spark last week that um, maybe Case Keenan provides that previous quarterback couldn't. They have a couple of rookie running backs that may be studs, some good wide receivers, DT and E-Man. Um, I like the defense, Chubb, Von Miller, not as, you know, not, not as dominant, like I said before, but still worthy. Um it's gonna be hard to go in there and win. Broncos might move to two and zero. Yeah, so I got Denver in this matchup, and Maurice has the Oakland Raiders in this matchup. No, I have Denver as well. Oh, yeah, Denver as well. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought, oh, okay. I thought you were going with Oakland. No. Okay, so we will go Denver. Okay. Wasn't cool. even listening to me. No, no, no. no. You, uh, you were literally saying all your points was for Oakland. No, I was saying he's an older team, this and that, uh, and then. I said I like the spark of the Denver Broncos, and then I started going on about them. Okay, uh, medicinal. Anyway, um, <laughs> who do you have between this Detroit Lions versus the San Francisco 49ers? I got San Fran, man. They look like a tough ball club. I don't know what's up with Detroit, man. Detroit saying? looks like, ugh, I don't know. Detroit looks like, ugh. Matt Pitts <laughs> was like, ugh. I, I, exactly. I can't pick them to win the ball game. You yeah. know, not right now. It's, yeah, it's, it's, definitely, right a, now, it's definitely a bad yeah. sign when your team comes out. Well, with an anonymous source and says they don't like the workload and they don't like the new rules. Exactly. That they have, like so. who, who does that? Number one. Yeah. You make yourself sound like, uh, you know, a weak person who's lazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you don't really accomplish anything to me with that. It's, it, it sounds like the previous regime. 
uh, let go of a lot of un, like undisciplined and a lot a lot of different things go that Matt Patricia isn't trying to let go coming from that New England uh, system to where everything is very uh, detail oriented. They love very... they did the same thing with Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Listen, it's just some people let their locker rooms go so that on the field they can play to their fullest ability and they can you know trust the coach mm-hmm. because your culture of team has to fit the culture of coach as well. Like Mike Tomlin, he needs some goons around him. He needs some rough around the edge players so that they can play, you know, fast and, and aggressive and violent. But, you know, if you're Matt Patricia, you might not, you might need to get some more uh, fundamental oriented guys if you're going to be like that. You know what I mean? No, precisely. I think as the, uh, as the years go on, he'll be able to, uh, add players and like move players who's going to buy into the system. He's probably going to have to do in the same, he's probably going to be in the same situation now. Like Chip Kelly was in when he was first in Philadelphia, where he's like, okay. Man, Chip Kelly was got to fill up guys and not like that guy. <laughs> he's like, look, if you're not going to buy into the system, I'm moving you out, I'm trading you for whatever, and I'm bringing in my guys who's going to believe in my system. And then he ended up ruining that team because at some point you feel the effects of losing DJX and, and for losing um, Shady. You know, you feel that at some point, and they felt it. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Matt Patricia definitely isn't going to get rid of Stafford or anybody else. That's going to be a huge factor in the team, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers on this one. I feel like Jimmy G, um, after playing that rough Vikings defense, he's ready to play a less tough defense that is going to allow him to throw air out the ball a little bit more and have a little bit more fun. And they're at home, too. So, I think he's going to have a, a field day with that Lions defense. I'm with you. Who do you have in this? Well, it's not even – well, it's, it's Cardinals versus the LA Rams, and it, I'm pretty sure we both got the Rams yep. in that one. Uh, nothing really to say. The Rams are stacked this year, and they're looking to make a deep playoff run, and while the Cardinals are in a three to four or five rebuild plan, so obviously the Sioux going to win. I mean, it is a division matchup. But I, I, I think it's clear that the Rams are going that game. Yep. Um, Philadelphia Buccaneers. Um, who do you have in that one? I got Philly. Fitzmagic runs out. I'm going to go Philly, too. They look like their defense is, has not fallen off from the Super Bowl at all. I think Nick Foles plays well enough to beat the Buccaneers, even though – He might – yeah, Buccaneers defense ain't that hot. So, yeah, it may – but the Philly defense is way better than our defense, Saints. So they'll be able to limit Fitzmagic, and I don't think the Bucks will be able to limit Philly. So that's, you know, oh, the, the, a recipe for a win. They're in Tampa. I think Fitzmagic, if he can actually ball like he did last week, which a lot of people aren't going to say he is. Yeah, but, but if he balls like he did last week, they beat everyone every week. Oh, uh, not necessarily. Well, not even to the same extent. Yeah, five touchdowns. Well, I'm not saying five touchdowns, but I'm saying as long as he's not – Mm-hmm. Get get, up, kick, get kicked out of town, Ryan Fitzpatrick. If he plays a solid game, they'll be in contention in this game if he plays solidly. As long as he's not throwing two, three picks, and he's putting it up a and he's not turning the ball over a lot. I think they'll be they'll be in the game. I feel like. All right, who you got? But I definitely would go, I definitely would pick Philadelphia though because I like their defense a lot more. And gotcha. And uh, Jason Peters on the left tackle position, he's a monster. You're not getting past him, so I like. Philadelphia in that matchup. We agree. Uh, Dolphins, Jets. Tuffy. Um, I like the Jets movement. I like the Dolphins bar club. Um, give me the Dolphins. 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 I want to go with the mm-hmm. Dolphins, too. Um, I, I don't know if I'm – if it's just because I'm not uh, – Sam Darnold, like, believer just yet, but I do like the Dolphins. I like the, their defense a little They're bit more. They're more veteran, yeah. Rashad Jones might pick off Sam Darnold. Yeah, um, Rashad Jones looks like he's back yeah. in rare form, so yeah, he might, he, might, he might get him one, but I like I like a lot that the Dolphins showed me that on Sunday that I didn't think they were able to do, which is offensively be explosive. Kenny Stills is quick you know he's he's always getting bombs, touchdowns, and uh, Devontae Parker is practicing again, so he may play. 
Kenyon Drake and Gore, good little one two. You know, they're actually are eating. Um Yeah, Kenyon Drake is a boy. He's just he's he's definitely more of the lightning to the thunder in that dynamic. He's definitely more of the home run hitter and long playmaker in that backfield. I think that Yeah, Gore, but he's regular good too though. Yeah. But you're right. He is that role. I do like Gore. He's definitely a, a good change of pace back because he's gonna just straight he's, he's just downhill. He's just gonna run into you, which is something that they needed to add to that that toughness that Joe Philbin wanted to bring to the Dolphins. Yes, sir. Who do you uh well this next match is is Chargers versus the Bills. I, I'm, I'm I'm biased, yeah, so I'm Chargers. not Chargers. But if if you if you've seen the uh, Buffalo Bills the last uh, last season and then last week, you you know that the Bills aren't a talented bub club. And Josh and they're throwing Josh Allen into the fire. Uh, this reminds me of last year when they threw Nate Peterman in the fire against us. Last year he threw five picks in the first half. Um, I won't say Josh Allen's going to do all of that, but I don't believe in Josh Allen at all. I actually think he's a scrub. Um, and I don't think he's going to do that well. And I think they're going to have a pretty easy game against the Buffalo Bills, even if they're yeah. going across the country. They definitely should win easy. Um, what's next? Uh, the eight fifteen game on Monday, Seahawks versus the Bears. What do you like in that one? I like the matchup. NFC powerhouses that aren't powerhouses, you know, just good teams that aren't necessarily contenders. Um, so ones that may play spoiler in the future that also may, you know, contend for a playoff spot. So they're, they're tweeners, um, two of them. Uh, I like the whole idea of the game. I believe it's in Chicago, right? Yeah, it's in Chicago. Windy okay. City. Um, that's going to be tough for Seattle to overcome, but Russell is better than Mitch. I got Russ, Danger Russ, in some high-flying fashion. They lose two straight heartbreakers to me. Um, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Uh, Monday Night Football. Russell Wilson. He's just he just figures out a way, even when. And the entire defensive line is on his back, chasing him down. He always figures out a way to wiggle out, roll out this way, come back that way, and then find somebody wide open down there. Now, he's not going to have Doug Baldwin, most likely, but Tyler Lockett is assumed to be their number one receiver, which is still a pretty good option. He's put in, when, when healthy, he's been shown to put up some pretty good numbers. So I feel like the Seattle, uh, Seahawks will be able to get a W on the road. Now, I would not be surprised if Chicago got the victory. Uh, that defense is still very stout. And as long as uh, Mitchell Trubisky can not turn the ball over, they're in a good position to win the game. But I do I wouldn't give the edge to the Seahawks. Um, who do you have in this Cleveland Saints game? That one, what was originally supposed to be an easy one, ended up being maybe closer to a toss-up than you, than you thought. But the Saints have to win, so I have the Saints. The defense will play better. Um, Marshawn Lattimore has to play better versus Josh Gordon and or Jarvis Landry. So we need an overall – boost on defense for, from the pass rush from our linebackers in terms of run stopping. Um, so all that being said, Drew Brees takes this one home. He doesn't let it go to OT and win. <laughs> um, I really think that I, I saved this one for last because it was interesting because I, if you would have asked me week one, Bucks Saints, I would have said the Saints steamroll over the Bucks, but that was a crazy upset that happened. I don't think that's going to happen again. I think the Saints definitely do win this matchup. I want to see – this is going to be a good test for Cleveland to see where they really are. They got a tie week one. That was just kind of like the kissing your sister moment, getting that tie. It's just whatever. Um, I really think that them being on the road is going to have them at a huge disadvantage because New Orleans is going to be pretty crazy uh, for the home team. So it's going to be interesting to see where the Browns really are. I think the Saints have a lot to prove, especially after that tough loss to the Bucks. So I think the Saints are going to get a W in uh, the Superdome. Yes, sir. So we are in agreement for a lot of these picks, but green minds think alike. Right. And then just to go back, we both picked the Seahawks to win that Monday night game. Correct. 
All right, cool. Yeah, and those are our pickums. Um, if you're trying to win some money, definitely listen to us. But uh, don't get mad if you lose any money. Talk, listen to us, though. <laughs> but you know, this man said, "Trying to get some money, listen to us." But don't get mad if you lose money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go, man. You know, this this, this is all y'all getting for this is a free podcast. You know what I'm saying? We, when y'all stop paying for it, then maybe we could get you some guaranteed fact, like some guaranteed like wins in this situation. But um, which speaking of which, you know, we love. Um, our audience and appreciate you all for listening. Uh, this is our first episode inaugural style uh, pilot. Um, happy to do it. And um, basically, if you guys have any comments or any suggestions or if you want to call in, let us know by any means, and you know we'll be happy to you know take a look into it. Yeah, we're trying to get better every week. Yeah, we're not perfect. This is our first time doing one, but. As we get on, as you guys listen to us, you guys are going to motivate us to get better and better every week and to push ourselves every week. So we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, you guys are our day ones to the Wire to Wire podcast. So definitely check us out. We're going to try and do this at least once a week to start off. If you guys keep listening more and more, we might start doing like two a week or so whatever we want to do. But um, definitely check us out. We're available on uh, Anchor. Download the Anchor app. Download the Anchor app. That's how you can get exclusive first listens to us. That's how you get to listen to us first. Download that Anchor app and the wire, at the Wire to Wire podcast. And we'll leave a link in the description and everything like that so you guys can download us. Um, last but not least, we kind of want to – we talked about sports the entire like podcast, but people that know me and Maurice personally know that we're – more than sports per se like we like uh, we have other interests outside of that and to so kind yeah. of show our human element we came up with a little segment at the end that we like to do where we just ask like a random question just so you guys can get to know us as like individuals and people so you kind of know about our personalities outside of just our opinions on sports so today's question is going to be what our favorite trends like as far as like fashion or anything like that or clothing or just any like thing that when we were younger, which is kind of like, uh, we're not too much older, we're in our early 20s, but we're going back to like middle school, uh, late elementary school, kind of somewhere in that period for like our, like our trend, like our old, like, I guess our old fads that like would be crazy to see now, but that were like all the rage when we were younger, so. The number uh, one thing I can think of, um, and, and this is coming back to my hot topic, though, is the studded belts, man. Man, oh my goodness! For, for like, the people that don't know what the, what you mean by studded belts, kind of describe oh, what the studded belt. Studded belt is. is a black belt or a white belt, most likely, but really uh, just a kind of a real wide belt that got metal studs on it, kind of like a punk rock look, a metal look. Right. Um. Typically, you see it, you know, with chains on it sometimes and stuff like that. Uh, but it was just a, a dope look. You know, if you didn't have a studded belt, you didn't have swag. You know, you just wasn't doing nothing. Yeah, it's just crazy to show you. And just to let y'all guys know, we both me and Maurice went to middle school in Decatur, Georgia, all black middle school. So for that to become a wave, I don't know how that ended up being a wave, but just for such a long time, those studded belts, like with the little like jewels on the top of them, the little studs on the top of them, that was just one of the hardest things you would get. Like, if you had one of those, your whole outfit was straight. I remember going to Golden Glide, and they had, like, like a two for, like, $20, like, little sale on them things. And I, I was like, yo, mom, let me run that up. And she was like, cool. So I came to back uh, to school with, like, the cool, like, multicolored st- uh, studs on mine. It was crazy how people got into those. So that's definitely one of the things that uh, – how, how many of those did you have? How many of those did you have? I think I might only have one. Like, I'll be having to, uh, like, in those days, ask my mom for stuff. So I can only get one. And then, um, you know, if I want another one, I would have to either save up and buy it or, you know, or whatever, or wait for another time where she would give me another one. Yeah, my um, really at that time, I didn't give a damn about clothes like that, really. So it was just kind of like, so my mom just kind of got me like, whatever, like, Echo or like whatever was on sale, and but then I was but I was like, yo, mom, these belts, I need those. I think I had, man, I think I had like three or four. We used of those. to rock them belts, not even all the way on. We used to put them, uh, kind of 
sideways hanging off a little bit. So yeah, instead of it going all around angle. your waist, yeah. it used to kind of hang off your thigh a little bit. You know, that's what we used to do with them studded belts. No, exactly. That. Those studded belts were just so crazy. Um, but for, thank you all. Uh, that I'm sorry, did you just have to say? Oh, no. Um, real quick, mine was, as far as like the trends would go, mine would be definitely probably seventh grade. R- really just that black boy, white boy swag for a lot of, for you guys that don't know what that is per se, basically around what year was that? Probably 2008, 2009. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. I, think like, I, I was there, but I don't know the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two, like around like 2008, 2009. Back when, like, Rich Kids and, like, Travis Porter were just, like, the hottest in the scene at that point. Um, Travis Porter actually had a song, Black Boy, White Boy Swag, which kind of, like, told, like, the story of, like, what was going on as far as, like, the Atlanta, like, kind of fashion scene at that time. And basically what that composed of was, you know, Hollister, Abercrombie and Fitch, Aeropostale, Ralph Lauren and you just kind of having like those polos and those t-shirts and then just some jeans and you were just a fr- you were the freshest dude in middle school to be honest with you like that was just all that was just in rate that was just all the rage back then and that was, it, it was just interesting to see how that kind of like lasted until like maybe like early high school like that Hollister and like the Eric Abercrombie and like Aeropostle because those used to be like the big three like if you had some of those shirts then you were like yeah you were definitely like down fresh you you were definitely dripping um but yeah the, appreciate you listening to us uh we're gonna come up with some more questions or if you have any questions that you want us to answer please submit a voicemail to our um anchor account page and we'll be able to uh put up you may be able to get put on the next show uh thank you for listening uh this is the wire wire podcast with uh Demarco Motri and my guy Maurice Boykin um Maurice, you got anything to say to people before we go Yes. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. Did you say anything? No, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you. I didn't hear you. Oh, no, no, oh, you good. I was saying, did you have anything else to say before we, uh, you have any, anything else to say to the people before we left? No, I kind of zoned out there. Uh, but basically, you know, this is something that I've been looking forward to for a long time. You know, sports is my passion beyond. Uh, you know, almost anything else because it's just something that it goes on all year round, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to be into it. And right now, it's the best time of the year is football time, baby. Yeah, exactly. We're really excited for us. Yeah. Let us know what you think about the podcast. If you liked it a lot, let us know. If you thought we were trash, tell us we're trash. Yeah, we're just trying to get better every week, come up with some better content for you guys. So thank you for listening to us. Um, check us out next week. We're going to be back with some more Wire to Wire podcasts on Wire to Wire Sports. Thank you, guys. Thank you.